our Sunday Psychics with Rebecca Fisk and Stephanie Gerard. And happy Easter to those of you who are celebrating today. It's been just a lovely, beautiful day here in Southern California. Um, and I did talk to Stephanie earlier, and uh, Stephanie mentioned to me that it was actually quite warm in Alaska today, too. So hi, Stephanie. <laughs> hi, Rebecca. How are you? I'm doing great, thanks. Yes, we enjoyed a whopping 43 degrees, which translates to 33 where I'm at. And between the blue sky, sunshine, and the pretty, um, I call them the cotton ball clouds, it felt like a warm day, so I had the windows open, <laughs> like I shared with you earlier, for about an hour. <laughs> I thought, yeah. oh, I need to air out my place. And so, yeah, one hour later, I'm like, okay, that's cute. Uh, close the windows now. That's good. <laughs> yeah. I'm good. I've had the pressure. Yeah. <laughs> funny. Yeah, I, I have funny. to the, the, the idea of the windows open at 33 degrees does not appeal to me. <laughs> but I'm spoiled, and I know that. I absolutely know that I'm spoiled. So uh, yeah. we had a beautiful, sunshiny day today, and I think the high was around 68 or 70 or something. Um, so oh, still, you know, re- relatively a spring day for Southern California. Uh, not hot, but, um, but for you, that's sunbathing weather, right? <laughs> Here's the crazy part. So... My first spring here, which was, you know, last year, um, I was, I got out one Saturday and I'm tootling about, and it was a really nice day. And I thought, oh gosh, it's nice. And it's like, oh, it's really warm. I think I'll open the sunroof, you know, crack that window open. And I got to stoplight and I'm like, well, how warm is it? I'm thinking it's 70. Oh no, we were at 55. I'm like, 55? (laughs) And and at that stoplight, kitty corner, there's it's a residential neighborhood and I see a couple of young girls probably you know 13 year olds out in the yard they're sunbathing and I'm like uh-huh. it's 55 <laughs> no absolutely not so <laughs> you know people the sun comes out and it's a little bit warm there you go people get oh, out yeah. and get their suntan on mm-hmm. oh yeah. yeah yeah I think you're nuts but that's okay it's beautiful, yeah. so <laughs> yeah, I totally right. get it. I, I have a friend who, you know, she she was a military kid, so they traveled all over the place when she was growing up, and then in junior high, uh, they settled here in Southern California for years, mm. and then you know, years later when she got married, she and her husband moved to Wisconsin, and at one point, you know, I was Ooh. talking to her on the phone, and this was, you know, this was after, you know, a Wisconsin winter, which they're like. Maybe not quite as cold as Alaska, but it's cold. It's cold. It's cold and it's gloomy and it's it's all of that. And uh, so I said, well, how's it going? She's like, oh, my gosh, it's so hot today. And I said, really? Well, well, how hot is it? And she said, it's 60. She said, yeah, we're out, oh. we're laying outside and, and getting sun, we're sun tanning. <laughs> um, and I was like, but yes. don't you remember that? That was like cooler weather. And she's like, oh, no, not anymore. <laughs> So anyway, it it is funny, though. You know, but the thing that's so cool, because it's like, okay, so yes, I know we're sitting here talking about the weather, but the reality is it's really interesting to have somebody else's perspective on things because we don't know. Mm -hmm. We only have the the experience that we have. Um, You know, my ex-husband grew up in Cincinnati, and I didn't have any idea. I didn't know there was such a thing as a snow emergency until I went out there to visit his parents with him. 
And mm-hmm. we had, at one point, we had what they called a level three snow emergency, which I grew up in Southern California. I have no idea what that is. So what it was is that basically, mm-hmm. you know, they plowed the major roads so that emergency vehicles could get in and out. And if you had a medical emergency, you were allowed to get out. Otherwise, it would stay at home. And, you know, because mm-hmm. they had snow and then ice and then snow again and then another layer of ice. And that oh. particular year, mm-hmm. they had ice storms which broke all these, um, uh, the, the, uh, the electrical wires snapped. So they had tens of thousands of people oh without God. electricity. And we, mm-hmm. like, I'm, that would never have occurred to me. But, you know, people die in that. So it's really interesting mm-hmm. to, to, to find out what kind of bubble we live in unless we ask the questions. Well, what is your experience? It's really different from mine. So, anyway, thank you right, for uh, exactly. enlightening me about what, what is sunbathing weather for you. <laughs> <laughs> right? And so what's yeah. happening here, though, is that it is, um, for the longer time Alaskans, oh, it's springtime, and that's like, you know, I... <laughs> It doesn't register with me when I'm driving out on uh, yesterday morning because um, I'm meeting a friend. I'm meeting my friend Jesse at the coffee shop before he goes to work so he can pass off an electric blanket because it got really cold here in the house, and it's a temporary thing. Well, in the meantime, so it's freezing cold. Driving over frozen, frozen slush, that is, it's like driving over little mini mountains, right? And so oh, anyway, yeah. so I got the blanket from Jesse, got the coffee, he went his way, I went mine. And then I'm hearing this big sound. This It sounds like a piece of furniture is sliding across the wooden floor and then a huge cupboard door opens or closes. Finally, this is a landlady, she says, it's the sump pump. And I'm like, a sump pump? Well, yeah, <laughs> the snow's melting so fast and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like... Some of this just isn't really registering, right? So this uh-huh. so this afternoon for my Easter dinner. So for Easter dinner, I ordered DoorDash because I thought I don't want to cook. This is this is my day. So I ordered wonderful Southern food. But so I'm standing outside to meet the driver, you know, because I like to do that. It's it's a cute neighborhood at the end of a cul-de-sac, but it can be a little bit difficult to find. Well. I'm standing out there and I'm like, why am I hearing water running and there's snow and ice on the ground? This makes no sense. <laughs> so I turn around mm-hmm. and, and see on the corner of the house, there's a little spout and the, the snow is melting that fast. The sump pump is like, you know, it's working overtime right now. So tonight I have earplugs somewhere. I am going to send the earplugs <laughs> So I don't have to listen to what my landlady, and she said, it's kind of like castle doors. Just imagine castle doors that keep <laughs> opening and closing, and then there's the moat. And I'm like, oh, don't tell me there's a moat. I'm not going to go outside. I won't go out my door now. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so it's funny, but it's still, you know, just when I thought, um, okay, I think I'm getting this Alaska thing now. It's like, oh, and then. And then Anne said something about the, um, well, the house might freeze because, see, the pilot light had gone out in the furnace. And I'm like, oh, no, a house freezes? And she says, well, yeah. And so behind TV, behind the cute little ambient fireplace, I have an alarm. And I'm like, an alarm for what? Well, if the house freezes and it's not warm enough, and I'm like, my head's spinning. It's like this 
I'm learning that I don't know. I still don't know. That's what I'm learning is that I don't know. And I'm like, so on the cute ambient thing, I can have just the heat on if I want. And then it shows like little embers in the fire. And it's like, okay, I can do embers. So I've just been keeping that on the whole weekend. And it's nice and comfortable. So everything is going well. And and so the furnace people will be here, of course, at 8 o'clock in the morning. You know, but in the meantime, we do what we do, and and all is well. But this thing about some pumps and now castle doors and a moat, it's like, I, you know, I'm really not going to go anywhere until I have to. So yeah, it's been interesting. So Rebecca likes food. Oh, my God. So for those who know me, I'm all about the food. Love the oh, yeah. food. So here in Anchorage, I had, I've driven by, you know, there's so many of these fabulous diners, the hole-in-the-wall diners, but they're not. Yeah. I mean, this is how Anchorage got started. It was families that got together and opened restaurants because there was no change, right? There was no change. Yeah. There was people who wanted to have and food. So there is the gumbo house here in Anchorage. Ooh. And I thought, well, okay, I, because I thought I haven't had – Southern food in a long time. I mean, a couple of years. So I ordered up. I ordered up all this food. Now two thirds of it is in the refrigerator because my <laughs> eyes were bigger than my stomach. But it was like the um, the fried catfish, the red beans wow. and rice. But this was made a whole different way, and it had okra in it. I know I. A lot of people do not like okra. Yes, it is slimy, but I like it. I like mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and so it, I like it. It brings a different flavor component you know, along with the seasoning and everything. And then um, what was it? Chicken gumbo, um, yeah. red pudding. And it was wow. like, oh, my gosh, I just, some of this I haven't seen it prepared this way before. And then a salad. Oh, my gosh. So the salad was one entire little square flat, you know, with grapes and the sugar pecans, fresh romaine lettuce, uh blue cheese crumbles, everything tasted so good, but it was like it was so good that I had a little bit of this and a little bit of that and a little bit of this, and it was like, oh, it satisfied the taste buds, and it's like, okay, I'm going to fold it all up and stick it in the fridge. (laughs) I'm full now, but um, it was fun. That was a really nice, really, really fun treat for me. So you know what else happened this week? Oh, yeah. Tell me, tell me. Tell me, tell me. So this, so you... And Garrett, Garrett, bless your heart. This, the whole thing with my phone dropping calls, right? It just, it was yes. a merry-go-round and a circus, and it's like, oh God, I hope the call lasts. Well, and this will, <laughs> so I'm talking about the phone. I started taking this workshop. It's a four-week workshop. It's from a healer. She is from Scotland. Her first name is Finn. I love her accent. I love how they express everything. So. Anyway, um, the name of the workshop is called Get Out of Your Own Way. And I thought, well, hello. Yeah, I can, I can benefit from learning a few things from that. Well, she's developed along the way her own healing modality, and it's trademarked and it's known worldwide, and it's called Core Expansion. And so what's nice, too, is that, well, when she has class, it's, 1.30 in the afternoon her time, but it's 4.30 in the morning here. And listen, that's not going to happen to me. But she sends out, no. You know, this is why for me I don't schedule calls until 9 in the morning because then I've had time to wake up and have coffee. So um, 
And it's like, no. So she sends out, thankfully, copies of the audio and then the video and then the homework. But the homework is literally just two questions, and that's it. And it's nothing she ever collects. Well, so week one was called Divine Surrender. I thought, okay. And so I thought, Tuesday this past week, I said, well, I better watch that because week two starts in two days. I need to catch up before I'm really lost. And the long and short of it was, it's a nine, it's, the whole thing is just 90 minutes. Well, 50 of the 90 minutes was healing, and it's healing downloads. So for anyone that's familiar, um, it's like theta healing. But I described to another healer friend, I said, this is theta healing on crack. I don't know what exactly <laughs> happened. So I listened to the first 25-minute segment, and I thought, okay, but I get agitated too. Like when I'm facilitating healing, people start looking around. They're looking for flies. All of a sudden, they need to get up. They need to move around. It's all these distractions. So I got through the mm-hmm. first segment just fine. But the second segment, I'm getting agitated. I can't focus. Now I'm figuring out, oh, I need a pen. I don't need a pen. I'm listening and receiving, right? I don't need a pen for anything. And so so I got through it, completed it, and it's like, okay, well, I feel pretty good. Okay. So then a friend of mine, she sent a text message Tuesday night. Hey, can you talk? I said, sure. I'm not thinking about anything other than I'm going to call her. Call her back. We could not hold a conversation for more than 90 seconds. This phone <laughs> was like, no, we're not cooperating with you. Hi, Hello. And I'm like, it's like, okay, let's reschedule. Okay. So the following day, which is now Wednesday, my call started mid-afternoon. Tried calling, you know, started with the first call. Oh, now I'm down to 30 seconds per call, per attempt. And it's like, okay, let's reschedule. Okay. So knowing that, I went to the second one and said, we really need to reschedule. I have a phone. (laughs) Now I really have a phone issue. So long story short, contact a carrier. They help make the appointment for me at the Apple Store. <laughs> Alaska has one Apple Store because I have an iPhone, and it's here in Anchorage. Thank God. So, Thank you. Yes. So I'm at the so I'm at the Apple Store Thursday morning, and you know this is Alaska. Nothing opens till eleven. This is the mall. <laughs> the mall opens at eleven, right? Okay. Not at nine. Okay. Not at ten. We're not in the, We're on Alaska time. No, everything starts at eleven. Okay, so the long and short of it was, you know, I remembered to back up my phone because if you go to an Apple store, did you back up your phone? And I had done that. The first time I said, no, okay, you need to go home. And I'm like, oh, I, no, this is, this, is, this is Apple hell. I, I'm not coming back here. <laughs> no. So nobody likes going to the Apple store unless they have an appointment. So I, I stayed on top of my P's and Q's. I backed up the phone. I did a few other things. And the long, the long and short of it was it took two people to figure it out. And the, the second person came and he said, I know exactly what it is. Get that phone off the 5G. And I'm like, cool, okay, why don't you show me how to do that? Because that's, I'm here for help. <laughs> I'm not here to receive instructions. You fix it. So he did adjust yeah, the yeah. settings and that was it. And it's been fine ever since. And so once I got home, it was like, oh, divine surrender. Divine surrender from the workshop, and the bells start going <laughs> off. It's like my frequency got so high that the phone was like, "No, nah, we're you can't talk to anybody." No, and um, <laughs> and 
and then like through the healing, I needed to be adjusted, and I was running this energy and not really tuning into it. So then I look at the phone, and I, it's like, you know, you know life. Everything runs parallel. And it's like it just, the phone just needed some very simple adjustments, and here we are, and I have not had a problem since. And it's like, huh. So I'm a little leery to listen to week two. It's like I've got to plan this because I've got to make sure gas is in my tank. You know, I've got to do all these basics before I listen. That's my thought anyway. But um, that was real interesting. And I think that in the world of healing, especially when we facilitate, um, we know but then we don't pay attention either. There's the part of us we get so involved in what we're doing we don't realize how much energy we're running or how strong our frequency gets. So if it's mm-hmm. out the phone, it's out the pilot light in the furnace, you see, but they're all repairable. It's all fixed. It's all being fixed. It's all being addressed, but it's interesting, isn't it? So that, those are my experiences this week, Rebecca. That's where I've been. <laughs> I know. <laughs> how about you? Where have you been this week? <laughs> Well, that's uh-huh. a good question. Good question. Um, well, first of all, okay, so the food thing, I got to tell you that the, the gumbo sounds amazing because that's one of my favorite things. Oh, and, yeah. uh, and I, I, but I am thinking to myself, um, southern food in Alaska? <laughs> oh, but, right. you know, what do I know? <laughs> um, well, I think it's awesome. I clearly I don't awesome. know about winter in Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you know you're just you're just one of those people who uh, says okay. Well, I'm jumping out of the plane. I I do have a parachute, so I guess I'm going to be okay. <laughs> I love the adventurous yep. <laughs> spirit, you know. Um, oh, and so food for us. We we did the honey baked ham thing today, which was really good. Mm. So made it easy on myself. Um, my sister lives five minutes from me. And she has mm-hmm. two autoimmune diseases, so she has not been mm. to my house in over a year. So today was the first day. She cool. is older than I am, and uh, so she and her partner both got vaccinated and have been vaccinated now for several weeks. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. So they said, okay, it's okay for us to come over. And I said, great. So they came over. It was just them, my kiddo, my ex-husband. Um, yes, my ex-husband and I get along. We get along great as friends now that we're not married. <laughs> and so we do holidays together, you know, which is great for our kids because, you know, our kids see mm-hmm. that we get along a lot better now and that we actually really do care about each other. And uh, so it's really good for our kids because it gives them a sense of stability. But anyway, so, yeah, so it was the five of us. And uh, honey baked ham, which is always a favorite in our house. And uh, it, was, it was really, really nice, just a mellow day, which, you know, that's something fairly recent for me, too, is that I always used to stress about everything. I love having people come mm-hmm. over, as you know. <laughs> but, um, yes. you know, the stress is like I want everything to be perfect and I want it to all be this and I want it to be that and I want to get everything done and then stressing trying to get everything done for the last minute and all of that. And, you know, I stopped doing that. I stopped doing that, um, I don't know, I think a couple years ago finally where I went, you know, I've got my list of stuff. I'm going to get done what I get done. And at the end of the day, we're going to have some good food and we're going to hang out and the rest of it, who cares? 
So if I have time to do everything the way that I want to do it, great. If I start far enough in advance, I can do everything the way that I want to do it. And otherwise, that whole thing about the surrender, it's like, yeah, I have surrendered. And I'm, it, it's such, such a pleasant experience to just be in the moment and plan for all this stuff, but then just allow it to be whatever it's going to be. And the other thing that came up through mm-hmm. all of this was some very clear communication with my sister. So, you know, we talk about the gratitudes every week. And so my gratitude for this week is clarity because I've had some communication ah. with, with my sister and some other people that, you know, some things I've been frustrated about. And so for us to have this conversation and have this very open dialogue that was very loving but communicated some things that were feeling uncomfortable that can be a really scary kind of a tricky navigation, if you will. Okay. And it was a really beautiful unfolding to allow some healing to happen. And so that was really great. Uh, and then, um, oh, let's see here. So, <laughs> and I know I talked to you a little bit about this on the phone earlier. Um, you know, I'm always questioning, am I doing enough? Is there something else um. I'm supposed to be doing? I mean, I love my work. I, I love my life. I am... I have set my life up in such a way that I'm doing exactly what I want. I want to do more. I want to be of service to more. Uh, But I'm doing things, you know, on the side that are things that I love. I'm spending time with people I love. I have um, kind of whittled away some of my network of friends because I've realized that not every relationship that I have continued on in my life has been a reciprocal relationship. And frankly, uh, I don't have the energy for that. I don't have the energy to invest without a return on my investment. And I know that that might sound really selfish, but you know what I've learned is I can love everyone. I can love everyone from afar. If I don't Mm -hmm. get along with them, it's okay for me to let them go as far as interactions. I can still love them. I just can't allow my energy to be taken if it's depleting me and I don't have anything left. So I have let go of some of those relationships in recent months, and and Stephanie, I know you know that. Uh, Mm -hmm. But going back to am I doing enough, and I know you always inspire me because I look at the things that you do, and you're so amazing. I mean, because you, you do the theta healing, you do the pendulum work. You know, you're, you're always looking, well, is there some other modality of healing that I need to learn and do? And I, I'm so inspired by that. And so every once in a while I go, hmm, am I supposed to be doing something else? I mean, I'm always in prayer about this anyway. And I finally also surrendered this week because I realized, you know, I am a psychic medium. That is my path. I don't do the healing work. Mm-hmm. I mean, people... Our, our, and I know you've, you've mentioned this to me, and I'm so grateful for your feedback, but, you know, you've talked about how some of the work that I'm doing is providing healing for people. It's just different. I don't call mm-hmm. myself an energy healer. Um, I'm a psychic medium. You know, I do the work that John Edward does and James Von Prague and, and, and Sylvia Brown and, you know, some of these other psychics. And be, that's my path. And I finally have allowed mm-hmm. myself to just own that. I don't have to do something else. I don't have to be something else. My intention every day is to show up and be of service for the highest good of all. That's my path. And so there has been mm-hmm. a feeling of, of freedom for me this week. Um, you know, and I also always look at Easter as 
such an auspicious time in our lives because you don't have to be mm-hmm. practicing, you know, Christianity or Catholicism to understand that the, that this springtime is about rebirth and it, it is about the resurrection, that we get an opportunity to start things anew, that the flowers are blooming, that, the, you know, the babies are all, you know, in the, out in nature, the babies are hatching and they're being born right now. Um, it is a time for us to give birth to our dreams and our desires and for us to surrender into allowing whatever life is supposed to be springing forth from us. And we have that beautiful mirror and example in the world. So for me, it's about giving myself permission to be who I am without thinking or making myself wrong or bad or not enough because that feeling of not enough has been something that I carried with me for many, many, many years. And it's only recent that I stopped feeling that way, that I stopped feeling like I wasn't enough. I do know now that I am enough, that every day, every moment, I'm enough. And every single, I I don't know, I guess, let me backtrack from that. Once in a big while now, that little girl in me will go, am I enough? Did I, did I, was that too much? Did I do something wrong? And, and I'm really good now at catching myself and saying, no, no, it's okay. Just be where you are. You're fine. You didn't do anything wrong. You are okay right now. Just come back to your present. Know that you're enough. How are you feeling in this moment? What do you need to know to move forward? And is there, is there something you need to ask the angels or your guides for in this moment? And if I don't get mm-hmm. the clarity I need, of course, I call you. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, but so, yeah. so all of that being said, yeah, all of that being said, it's like, so for me, that the word of the week has been clarity because I'm giving myself permission to be who I am. I'm getting really good at checking in with myself and asking myself how I feel, which, which brings me back to clarity. So uh, it's, been, it's been a really good week. And I feel energized and kind of excited about, okay, well, what's next? Because the more that I allow myself to surrender, the more I get to be present in the experience, and it feels exhilarating. And it doesn't mean that I'm up dancing mm-hmm. and jumping on the clouds all the time, but it, it is a peaceful, uh, oh, I don't know, the peace kind of permeates everything, but there's joy in it as well. And I know you know what I mean. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's just this, I don't I just feel incredibly grateful, just super, super grateful. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of where I'm at. And, and speaking of grateful, you know, I, I didn't really say good evening to Garrett, but I, I'd like to. And, and also, Garrett, I know you know I'm grateful for you, and I tell you that a lot, but I still and want to you. Again. So, <laughs> anyway, thanks for all you do for us. Thank <laughs> yes, you. thanks, Garrett. Uh, so let's see here. Um, you know, I, I know I always talk about the intention for the week, and I have to say today was a really lovely, indulgent day, and it makes me want to eat really healthy for the next rest of the week. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was delicious. Yeah. It was also good. Yeah. Uh, but that's it. I just, I don't know. I'm just excited. I'm I'm just feeling excited about like, okay, what's next? What do we get to do now? So, <laughs> well, well, Rebecca, my word for the week. <laughs> Your, yours was very good. Mine's on the other end of the stick, in a good way, in a different way. My word of the week is wow, 
because <laughs> it was really, it was this mixing ball of all kinds of experiences. And uh, yesterday, yesterday was a very long day, not just for myself, but for many um, who needed assistance and so forth. And we have days like that. We just do. So, but the word of the week for me is wow, because once upon a time, probably not that long ago, um, I lived my life more from uh, a space of trauma response where mm-hmm. if something happened, it would be like, <gasps> you know, and then one mm-hmm. of my wonderful um, go-tos previously, <laughs> being mindful of my words so I don't call it in, but, but one of my previous <laughs> go-tos was always worst first. You know, like with this on, oh, great. Now I'm going to have to do A, B, C, D. I would go through the alphabet. I would be mad. I'd feel depressed. And I was talking to one friend of mine, and she goes, Stephanie, I said what? She goes, it's a phone. I know it's a phone. I need the phone to work. You know, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, and if the phone doesn't work, they'll probably send another phone. I'm like, huh, Okay. And so at the Apple store, they're like, oh, yeah, and this is good because we're logging all the notes. And then if you find it doesn't work, you just call Apple Care, and they'll just send you a new phone. And I'm like, and you'll have it in 24 hours. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. what a concept. So, but the, the, it, it was interesting, though, because it was a different week in that I, I, it taught me that I'm still being well taken care of. The universe is like, no, we got you. It's okay. You, you can feel that if you want, but you don't have to because we have you. And so that's what leads me to wow. And also in, you know, doing the work that I do, um, you know, there's lots of stuff that happens and some stories are serious and some are more casual. And, and just remembering to honor the space that they're in to allow them the opportunity to learn what they need to, and gain the growth, and in somewhere in between the lines, then they see healing. So it was it was really an amazing week that way. It was a miraculous week. It left me in wow. And so that being said, with my intention, I do have tools for physical things to do, meaning I have two of the two-pound arm weights. I have been casually doing them. And then I have a little wave machine. So my intention is to do something nice for myself each day, whether it's lifting an arm weight or standing on the wave plate, one or the other. But just it's the little thing. So that's my intention is to take care of me this week in the physical body way and to really listen to what it is that I need in that moment. That's my intention for the week. Oh, I think that's really great. I think that's really, really great. You know, it's funny, too. I was thinking about how you said that, you know, this other person, if you got up and listened to it live, it was going to be 4.30 in the morning for you. And it it made me think, you know, my, my spiritual teacher is in India. Normally she's traveling around the world, and oh. I get to see her a couple of times a year because she comes to California a couple times a year. But she has mm-hmm. been at her ashram in India now on Safer at Home all this time. So she mm-hmm. has been doing live um you know, talks basically, her form of spiritual service, which they call satsang. And um, so they do mm-hmm. it on southern India time of 5 p.m., which is 3.30 in the morning here. 
And so yesterday, luckily, they decided to do it. I said, oh, wait, now let me think here. Am I doing this right? Did they do this at six or did they start? They, for several, several months, it was actually 3.30 in the morning and now it's 4.30 in the morning. So, oh, maybe the time changed. I don't know. But anyway, so I was very happy that I got to sleep until 4.30 yesterday. <laughs> but I was up at 4.30 oh. in the morning as well because huh. it's very comforting to hear her give the talks that she gives. And uh, so I did that yesterday. And so, yeah, y- yesterday was a long day. <laughs> But it was a good day, oh, yeah. you know. It, it's and granted, you know, I'm starting to wake up at sometime in the four o'clock hour because I get up three times a week anyway, at four forty-five to go on my walks with my friends. So, uh, yeah, mm. <laughs> my body's getting well. Used I must to have been in tune with your hour. four a.m. energies. Yeah, this morning I was in tune with your four a.m. energies because that is when I woke up. And finally, I like, it's like, okay, just give up the ghost, get up, have your coffee. And, you know, it was a very peaceful experience. It was lovely. And um, I really, really love the morning hours. But today, it's like, no, the universe is saying, no, you need to get up. (laughs) We have you awake now, like awake, awake. Get up. So it was really, really nice to take in the morning. And the day had started out to be, you know, kind of heavy, gray, dense clouds, and then the clouds are moving in on top of the mountains, which means snow, and today Fairbanks got, I don't know how much snow, the houses are snowed in like three-quarters of the way up the outsides of the houses, and wow, I, I'm just looking around here, and right now it's this beautiful blue skies with some clouds and sunshine, and what a gift that is, what a gift, and so it's wonderful to watch the days evolve here because it really is about every two hours it's a different day it changes that rapidly and also because the earth is tilted so being higher up we see change more quickly and like really quickly but um but it's powerful and um i was definitely feeling your energy but it was peaceful i i just i feel very blessed that i listened to that and just you know, got up and enjoyed the quiet, and it gave opportunity to wish a lot of people happy Easter. So that was fun. It was great. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. Mm-hmm. righty. Well, what do you think? Should we uh, should we get to our meditation and then get to some some callers' questions? What do you think? Oh, definitely. I I think <laughs> I think so. Yes. And okay. so while we've would been you, talking, would... I've received the impression of what we will do. So, yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. <laughs> uh, I know, I know. It's new for me every week, too. It's like, what do we do? Oh, okay. I haven't done that one before. <laughs> oh, this will be interesting. Okay. Yes. <laughs> All right. So let's everybody relax. Close your eyes. We're going to take in a deep breath. And hold. And then just gently release. And just feel the space of being neutral right now. Just let's let ourselves calm down. Let's get centered right where we're at right now. Releasing the cares of the day to be here in this moment. And as we do this, we're being infused with the energy of love, 
which again, as I always say, is the strongest energy on the planet. So allow this color of pink, allow the pink to come in and just fill every cell of your body with love. And as we do this, we're receiving all of the help that we need, all knowledge, wisdom, skills, understanding to allow ourselves to receive, to allow ourselves to receive this love, to release anything that is not serving us. And regardless of the day, how wonderful it was, or any challenges, any triggers, we're just going to rest and just we're just going to set that off to the side right now. And we're going to stay in this space of watching the cells in our body being healed with love. And while we're doing this, there's a great big purple heart in front of us. And we're just going to reach out and bring that purple heart to us. And within the center of this purple heart is what we call the violet flame. And the violet flame is a beautiful energy. It comes in and it transmutes. So whatever negativity we may have, whether there's any energy bugs or cords or hooks, anything else, the violet flame is just gently working its way through transmuting that, transmuting all that we don't need. And while it transmutes, it's also strengthening us. It's bringing strength to our energy field. It's bringing strength to the shields that we may have in place. And we're going to bring the violet flame into our brain, and we're going to call it into our pituitary. The pituitary is the hard drive of the physical body, And it's also the hard drive of the spiritual body. So depending on your sensitivity, you may feel this energy inside of your brain. And if you don't, that's okay too. Just trust that this is happening. And we're going to wash this violet flame through all parts of our brain, the left brain, the right brain, the cerebral cortex all areas and functions of our brain, our brain stem. And we're going to send this violet flame down our spinal column, through our spinal fluid, all the way down to our tailbone. And then bring that flame right back up again as it cleanses and clears and heals. And especially doing the cellular repair. And we're going to bring that back into our pituitary. And we're going to send it to the top of our head, to our crown chakra. And now we're going to bring that violet flame all the way down through all of our chakras. The crown, the third eye, throat, heart, solar plex, sacral, and root as well as all of the chakras in our bodies, we're going to send this down through our legs, down to the earth. And this is cleansing and clearing our base, our earth star. We're going to bring that flame back up again, and we're going to place it back in the center of the heart that we brought to us. 
this beautiful purple heart. And now it will be up to you what you would like to do with this purple heart and the violet flame. Know that this is a tool that you will always have with you. You can call upon it at any time. It always works for the highest and best of every situation. It transmutes and it brings in love all at the same time. So knowing that this is always there for us, that our bodies, our cells are filled with love and will gently continue to receive this repair and this healing, we're going to take another deep breath in and hold. And now release. And start wiggling your fingers and your toes. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes. And I definitely suggest hydrating. Take a couple of things of water. Whew. That was wonderful. What are we doing, Rebecca? (laughs) Very relaxed. Very relaxed. (laughs) (laughs) I think Garrett's back now. I'm back. Mm -hmm. Yay. Awesome. That was awesome. That was really wonderful. So uh, that was refreshing. Yeah, it was it was great. It's like, oh, we can be calm and peaceful. Uh, Garrett, oh. do we have anybody who'd like to ask a question tonight? Um, we've we've got several callers, and I, you know, just in the spirit of Easter, I think you can take your time, at, you know, as you so choose to do. But our first caller is going to be Melvin. He would like just a general reading from both of you tonight. Uh, Melvin, you are now live with the Sunday Night Psychics, Rebecca and Stephanie. Welcome to the show. Go ahead, please. Thank you very much. Yes, yes uh, I'm going to just give a general reading on uh, what's what's coming up for me. Um, um, okay. Just whatever you're picking up, Mel. Okay. Hi, Melvin. Thanks for calling in tonight. Hi. All right. Yes, ma'am. Uh, so first of all, so, so first of all, you know, um, just you have a huge heart, and and my my impression about you is, you know, you have an intention to do good in the world. Like you, you have a big heart. You, um, very gentle soul, um, and it's one of those things where you don't want to impose on anybody. Like you're somebody who wants peace, like, like your dream would be peace in the world, peace everywhere, because that right. is your nature. Your nature is peacefulness always. And whatever it is that you take on, you always intend to do your very best and to show up 100%. Um, you do things like one at a time. You, you prefer to be in a situation like one-on-one with people because you like to give your undivided attention. So you're somebody who's very intentional, high integrity. You always do your best. And, um, and, you know, again, your intention in the world is to be of service and to always help. So, it's, you know, I feel like you've been alone a lot lately. There's, a, there's this feeling of um, being solitary, like you're not really sure. Well, okay, let me back up from those words. Uh, it's, it's, there's been an, a, a, partly choice, partly not. I mean, COVID has definitely put a damper on your ability to be socializing mm-hmm. with people. But at the same time, um, 
because things have been the way that they've been in the world, my impression is that you'd rather be at home praying than be out in the world with people who are not being supportive and loving and trying to do what's best for everybody. So there's a little bit of being isolated because of the pandemic, but also a self-imposed isolation because it's given you an opportunity to sit more in prayer and, and kind of, you know, solidifying more your intention to be in service to God. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, my impression though is it's like, what do you want to do next? Because I feel like there's some doors that have closed in your life over the last year. And so now it, you're not really sure what it is to do next. But my impression is that it's like, well, what would you like to do? Because you're so much about showing up and being of service. It's almost like you don't even have your own agenda about what you think you should be doing because you want to leave it up to God. But, you know, we always co-create with God. So, you know, my impression is that God's going, well, what would you like? And you're saying, well, what do you want me to do? And God's saying, but what would you like? So there is that question now about what do you want to be doing moving forward? I feel like you want to share God and the word of God with people, that that is something that feels very much like part of what you feel is your path in the world. Uh, But I have to tell you, you don't have to tell people the word because you live it already. And I know Mm -hmm. you know what I'm talking about. You live a life that is, exemplary of someone who is following what what most people would believe God wants us to uh, be living like, I, for lack of a better way to put that. But it's, um, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, this I, I love this beautiful spirit that you have and this beautiful intention to be a service in the world and really to do God's work. And you're doing that It's because you're such a beautiful expression of God. You really, truly are. Um, so I would say to you, what do you want to do next? And I'm not saying you have to tell me now. I'm saying, you know, think about what resonates for you and then show up and be that and do that. Um, I feel like you're somebody who wants to volunteer and, and help in the community, but that's also been a bit restricted. Uh, so, you know, when things start opening up more and it's, and it's more possible to do that safely and all of that, I, I definitely feel like you'll be doing more of those things. Um, but you know, you are on your path with God because of who you are and your intention and the way you are in the world. So don't have any mm. doubt about that. You're, you're already doing it. Right. Okay. You're, you're, you already are. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's a, you know, thank you for, for showing up this evening. It's a privilege to, to get to see the energy that you have and how you are in the world. It's absolutely beautiful. Absolutely thank beautiful. Thank you so much. So, oh, man, that no, was beautiful. Yes, no, ma'am. thank you. Thank well, let's, you. Well, let's, let's see what Stephanie has to add. Okay. Thank you. Hi, Melvin. Thank you for calling Hi, in this Steph. evening. Thank you. Hello. Yes. It's interesting. While Rebecca was answering, I was seeing one of the components immediately, which is volunteering. And again, I, there are restrictions in place, obviously, but I am seeing you. It looks like I do see you volunteering. This looks like a soup kitchen for one of the shelters. Um, I see you eventually doing something like that, you know, pending restrictions, lifting, etc. I also see you 
again, volunteering in these wonderful ways. You're volunteering for children, and you're volunteering for those who need help yet may still have too much pride to ask for help or otherwise. I see you also mentoring with people. Um, Again, Mm -hmm. I'm being drawn to the people who feel challenged or compromised and something has simply happened in life and they're just not in a good place for that moment in time. You're a wonderful counselor. You're a very spiritual person. Regardless of whether you're religious or not, you are wonderfully wholesome. And like with what Rebecca said, I'm, I'm thrilled for you. And just it's a blessing that you're here on the planet. I see you specifically, and this is probably from more so the healer perspective, of helping people to heal in the sense of reconnecting them with their self-confidence, with their self-esteem. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have had your fair share of experiences in life. You have been there. You have done that. And you're wonderful with it. Um, And it doesn't matter age or gender. You help people. And one specific age group that if you're not already working with one or two of them would be our our young teenagers, and specifically the Mm -hmm. teenage boys. And you have a really good connection. Um, I love your energy because it's very calming. And you're able to communicate with them and speak in a way that your presence naturally commands attention. So when you walk Mm -hmm. into a room, you don't need to say a word. People are like, well, who is that? You know, what what does he have? What is he bringing? And so Mm -hmm. that's one targeted area of all of the age groups that you're an absolute asset for. So if you're not already doing that, I do see you doing that. And more specifically, I see you volunteering in general, but, and again, because of your wealth of experience, your knowledge, your wisdom, this is where you're helping people Mm. regardless. So, yeah. And all of us thank you for that. Beautiful soul. You're a beautiful soul, Melvin. Yeah, and I thank you all. And you you all hit it right on the head because, you know, I have worked in the past with uh, young youth kids at the Boys and Girls Club. I Mm -hmm. was coaching middle school uh, wide football. Then I started coaching middle school, and and then I was coaching uh, high school. And uh, I did that here in Georgia. I actually coached ah. uh, three different high schools here in Georgia without a college wow. degree. And so I went back and got my degree in middle grade education. And so wow. uh, now um, uh, I got injured on my job, and it, it hindered me from my back. And just recently um. I got out of the hospital and, I'm having some issues with my kidneys, and uh, mm-hmm. they, you know, they have failed, but the doctor said uh, it may not come back, and they might come back, but I do believe in my heart, truly, they're going to restore. God is going to restore that for me. Uh, you know, so I won't have to go to dialysis anymore. Mm, okay. And I yeah. wanted to share from the energy perspective, Kidneys are about the energy of fear. 
And so with the injury itself and it affecting your kidneys the way it has, there is fear like, well, my goodness, what am I going to do here? And that's, you know, that would be expected. However, um, Rebecca shared on the show here a couple of weeks ago about how she healed herself by having simply an anatomy chart and just looking at it and visualizing that. And so in the same way, Melvin, even if you pulled up a picture of the kidneys on the Internet, you know, of the Mm -hmm. anatomy and, and know that God is healing you, know that you are healed. I know of another woman right now, she was due this month, she was due to have surgery on her ovaries, you know, because Mm -hmm. they said, well, it's not cancerous, but it might be and it might not be, you know, you know how they say. Mm -hmm. And so through prayer and meditation, this woman in less than one month healed herself through through intention and through the power of God and through the power of prayer. So it is possible. And you're already knowing this anyway because of your very strong connection to God. And, and it does feel like having a picture would help you. And so if you can look at that and claim the health of that for you, mm-hmm. that will also help you to release the fear that has come up, you know, because that right. definitely throws a challenge in the road, so we're just going to move the challenge aside. Thank it. Say thank you so much. Thank you, fear. I, I'm sending you back to God and for you to be released because I have other things to do still. So right. I, I, I do yeah, see that, that happening. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Go ahead, ma'am. Oh, no, I was – I'm sorry. I over-talked you. Go ahead, please. Uh, well, I mean, see, because a lot of people in this community here, uh, they, they see me in the store, you know, coming in the store and all this, and they like, are you going to come back and coach? Are you going to, we need you. Well, are you going to come back and coach? And then I'm like, Lord, what, what is this? What am I supposed to do? And it just feels like I left something that I need to go back to and finish it up and coach these mm-hmm. young kids and mentor to these young kids and be, you know, be a, a fighting warrior for these kids and help them. You know, I have kids of my own, and uh, that's what I did because I ended up with primary custody of three of my sons And uh, when I got a divorce, and I raised them from the ground up. Now they are grown. But, uh, yes, I, uh, I recently, you know, been sick. I was in the hospital. And uh, something went wrong. I don't know if they gave me the wrong medication or what, but my kidneys failed. And uh, but I, I'm t- I just keep I, I know this gonna manifest because I do believe in healing. I do believe in God, and I know that He's gonna heal them. He's gonna restore them stronger than ever. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. be, I, I'm gonna go back and coach football mm-hmm. again. You know, I'm on Beautiful. disability right now, but I can go back and, like you, like you all said, volunteer. But I also mm-hmm. can go back and get paid. But I have to make a certain amount of money because I'm on disability right now with my back. But uh, but I just feel that uh, it, it, you know, it's going to be some some good stuff coming up for me. And you all are so right about the fears that I have. 
because I'm not used to this. It's a life-changing thing for me. And yeah. I just lost a brother uh, this year with the same thing. He had he was a diabetic and he had kidney failure and then he just he passed away. And uh, and so it just it's just a long journey. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if I crossed over or not and came back, but I gave them a scare in the hospital, and uh, they like, oh, it was hard to wake you up, hard to wake you up, but the Lord woke me up. God woke me up. Yes. And, and you uh, are here, and you're going to be healed. Mm-hmm. I know that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. No. Oh. Yes. Uh, there's just one other thing. So, you know, one of my very favorite sayings is, the will of God will never lead you where the grace of God cannot keep you. Right. So there's a oh, reason wow. for all of this. There's a reason for all of this. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'll be, I, we'll be praying for you. But, um, okay. you know, I have to say, you know, I'm smiling because of your spirit. I, like, yeah. I, believe, I believe that you will be back coaching and doing the things that you say that you're going to be doing. There's a reason you're here. Right. Right. Yes, oh. ma'am. Well, God bless you. Uh, God uh, bless yes. you. Do you all have any phone numbers, contact? I'd like to have a real in-depth private reading with either one of you. It doesn't matter. Uh, well, uh, so Stephanie's website is journeywithstephanie.com. Uh-huh. And my website is rebeccafisk.com. And uh, if you if you've looked on the, you know, there's a link to the show that also has links to our website. Um, yeah. You can look either one of us up um, with those website addresses. Okay. Well, is, mm-hmm. uh, you have, your phone number is on the website? I think yes. so. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. okay. Definitely. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Right, I, will be giving, I will be giving you all a call. All right, okay. Melvin. All the best to you. Thank you right. so much. Thank you all so be much. Be well. God, God bless, bless you all. Thank you. Yes, thank, thank you. Thank you, thank you Melvin, thank you. for your call. And our next caller is Kay. She's calling about love. Kay, you are live with Sunday Night Psychics, Rebecca and Stephanie. Go ahead, please. Hello, ladies. I have to say that your the opening commentary is just so so amazing. It just, I mean, great, great. Thank you. Thank you. It, I, I don't even know where to begin, but just thank you so much. Um, and You're I welcome. don't want to hold the line up. Um, but I am about to have, it actually, it's so interesting because the conversation I'm about to have with my partner, I thought we were going to have tomorrow. But while I was listening to you and I started manifesting and saying, okay, we need to have this conversation because she's on her way now so we can have the conversation my question is, how do you see this major conversation we're about to have working out? Hi, Kay. All right. I'm looking at it, scanning it. I understand the intensity. I can feel it and see it. Um, Mm -hmm. From the energy perspective, I don't know if you engaged with the meditation or not, but let's call in the violet flame right now for both you and your partner and your home. We're going to build a bridge of the violet flame for the two of you to communicate and have this conversation in a way that is safe for you, fulfilling, filled with love, 
and for both of your highest and best. That's really important that we get that set up for you right now, right this minute. And we know that through the universe, your creator and God, this is now complete. So, okay, that's really critical for you. Okay, there we go. That feels better already. Um, there, I do feel there will, it may begin with a bit of resistance. Be open. Mm-hmm. You're coming mm-hmm. forward with a heart filled with love. Be transparent. Yes. Allow yourself to be vulnerable with her. Um, yes. She generally feels like she's always the vulnerable one, and you're not, and vice versa. So, um, And just the act of connecting and saying let's talk is vulnerable. So I want to commend you yes. for that because that's really scary and that can just feel yes. absolutely frightening. But you're in a very, yes. uh, it's, it's good. I, I'm glad that you've done that. And so for this piece, we've got the foundation set up for you. So with the yes. violet flame and everything. So with that being said, I would like to pass you to Rebecca and then she okay. will read what she sees. Okay. Okay, great. Thank okay. you. All right. Hi, Kay. Okay, so, you know, first of all, I love that that Stephanie did that and and brought in the violet flame and then basically visualized this conversation. So, you know, the first thing that I get is that um, I feel like your partner has a bit of defensiveness. Like when you say that you want to talk, I feel like she automatically kind of goes into this defensive place. And so, so, you know, and and so it it seems to me that at least the energy for this one, and I feel like this kind of tends to be the overriding thing. It feels like you're the one who says, "Okay, we need to have a conversation," and and when you do that, it's it's because you're the one who feels a need to have more clarity, whereas your partner kind of just goes along with stuff, even if it doesn't feel 100% yes. great. You're <laughs> yes. the one who says, wait yes. a minute, this isn't feeling good. And then she goes, oh, okay. So so there's a yes. little bit of a feeling of her um, either feeling like, um, okay, I, I want to make sure that I say this very clearly. Uh, okay. It, it's that because you're the one who's initiating the clarification, uh, it feels like she gets into the, this, this defensive energy and, uh, you know, maybe she feels very vulnerable in this, but so she ends up yes. defensive with it. And so what I want yes. to suggest to you, because I feel like there's a lot of love here. There's a lot of love. Yes. And I feel like um, you guys haven't really worked at getting the tools you need to communicate in a way that both right. of you feel loved and supported when you have these conversations. Yes. So what I want to suggest, is that when she when you when you are together to discuss all this first of all that you say look I love you I want you to know that I love you and that uh, my ha- having this conversation with you is because I want to see a better way forward for both of us where we both feel loved and supported mm, so when you start okay. it that way what happens is she gets to understand that it isn't about her being wrong because she has a pattern right. from her whole history in her own family growing up of she's wrong, she's not enough, she's too much. It's like she's always kind of felt like she doesn't fit. Uh, okay? And so, okay. And so with you, it's like she finally feels like she found her person, but she still mm. feels like she's falling short. And so when you say we need to talk, she immediately, you know, because of her pattern and her familiars, she goes back to what she grew up with where, oh, I don't feel like I'm enough I or I'm too it. much or I, I, I don't it. fit. 
And so I love when it. you come to her and you're saying, I love you the way that you are, but I'm seeing that there are some better ways maybe we could do things so that we both feel supported and loved all the time. And that's why I'm having this conversation with you. When it. you do I that, you get to help her. You get to say what you need to say, which is loving for you. But you also get to bring her into it in a way that she feels loved and supported as well, no matter what the conversation is going to be. But when I you do it, it this okay. way, where it's like I'm trying to find a way for us to move forward together in a way that feels good for both of us. You know, and I, I have okay. to say, you know, conversation stuff is so difficult. It's so scary, especially <laughs> for people who have had the upbringings in their own families where if somebody said, I want to talk to you, it was always, it always meant punishment or it always meant yes, feeling like yes. we're not enough. Yeah. Exactly. So it's beautiful that you are creating an opportunity for love, like really for deepening this relationship. Thank so, Thank you. so one of the things... No, you're so welcome. I mean, God bless you. It's hard to say, okay, we need to talk about something because we, we're vulnerable just saying that. Um, it's, it's so funny. I'm, I just want to, I'm so sorry to interrupt, but I, it's so funny because I originally tried to have the, com- well, I, I started the conversation. I said, okay, well, we can have it maybe tomorrow. And she's like, yes. And then all of a sudden she's like, no okay, I'm on my way now so we can talk. And I'm like, okay, okay. So that's a good sign. It's like she's not shut down completely. At least she's trying to engage. But I love what you're telling me. I love that approach because I don't want to sound accusatory. So thank you both so much for that. Right. And also, you know, also let her know how much it means to you that she said she'd rather talk to you now. That 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 also makes you feel loved and like you're important to her. So that's a beautiful right. thing as okay. well. One of, one of the things that I want to suggest, there's a, there's a guy named Harville Hendricks. And, he, you know, he years ago wrote this book called Getting the Love You Want. And he's done mm. a whole series of things with his partner. But they're, one of their most recent, um, I don't know if it's a webinar or exactly what it is, but it's called Safe Conversations. And it's about oh, how yes, to communicate. Yes, yes, the, yes, okay, perfect. Yes, okay, good. So you're yes. familiar. All right. Yes. So take a look at that because there might be some really great stuff in there for you, and it'll also help her feel like you're trying to bring her in, not yeah. push her away. So exactly. you, you okay. got this. Your intention is so beautiful. So, oh, you know, you. God bless thank you guys. You, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. You guys are so so amazing. I. I <laughs> I don't know. I think I've listened to you before, but just never caught, you know, I try to listen, but never got in cure or anything. But I, I, I really, really enjoy this and just listening to you. And I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it's all over again. So thank you. <laughs> thank oh, well, you. Thank You're you. welcome. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you, Kay. Thank and you. And we're going to move along, and our next caller is Mindy. Mindy's calling about love. And, Mindy, you're live with Sunday Night Psychics. Rebecca and Stephanie, go ahead, please. Hi. How are you guys? Hi. Can you hear me? Great. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. So how can I help, Mindy? <laughs> well, um, I have been seeing a guy, and I am um, – I kind of pushed him away, to, um, and I'm wondering, like, what – 
is going on with him or if he's pushed me away. I mean, I don't understand, like, what's going on with both okay. of us. And he's okay. kind of ghosted me now, so I don't know. <laughs> okay, what's his first name? His first name is Ronnie. Ronnie, okay, one second here. Okay, so first of all, I just want you to take a deep breath, okay? Take a breath with okay. me. Deep breath, good, and exhale. Okay? okay. Take a breath. Because here's the thing, you're, you're totally fine. You are okay. It's really scary when we get into this relationship stuff. And so, you know, first of all, um, you know, the, you, you started this by saying I, I pushed him away and now he's pushed me away, I think, and I don't know what's really happening and now he's ghosted me. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So, so the thing is, here, here's the thing. It's okay. It's okay. You know, the thing about relationships, first of all, do you love yourself? Because I feel like, there's a, I mean, there's a part of me that feels like, okay, I kind of liked him, but not really, but I'm not really sure. And so the thing is that when you get unsure, you push people away. That's your pattern. And it yeah. doesn't matter if it's a friend or if it's a romantic, potential romantic partner, you do the same thing. If somebody has said something and you're like, oh, I think I might have offended that person, even if, you, if you're not sure what's happened but you just don't feel good, you, you, you tend to back off and kind of push people away until you figure it out. And I have to tell you, there's nothing wrong with that. But I will tell you, in my opinion, there's a better way to do things. Because what yeah. happens is, it's, it's different when I would, if I said to you, Mindy, you know, we have this conversation, and I'm feeling uncomfortable, it's pushing some of my buttons, and I really need some time to figure it out, and then I would love to have another conversation with you. Mm-hmm. So if I say that to you, then you have a lot of clarity about what's happening with me. I've taken ownership that it's my stuff. But it also says, I care enough that I want to actually engage and have a conversation about this, but I'm not ready right now. Does this all make sense? Yeah. Okay. So the question would be, do you feel like you could get to a place where you would feel strong enough to say that to people when you're feeling uncomfortable? Because it's okay for you to feel uncomfortable until you figure out what it is. You know, we all have that feeling. We walk in a room and our gut tells us, mm, something doesn't feel right in here, and I'm not sure why it, it feels this way, but I don't like it. Mm-hmm. We don't necessarily know in that moment what's causing us to feel that way. And sometimes we just need to take some time to figure it out. And so you right. have to give yourself permission to not know. It's okay. And it's okay. really about loving yourself. Because the other feeling that I have here is I feel like you're not sure about Ronnie anyway, but you want to kind of have the control until you figure it out. And I don't blame you. We all kind of want that. But at the same time... Well, I feel like I'm kind of losing control because I see so many qualities in him that are just so redeeming almost and and so pure. And I feel like I kind of want to be a better person to set the pace for him to to help him out of where... You know what I mean? Like I want, I want to become. I feel like I want to become a better person with him and to and and I don't. I it's really hard to explain. Like I feel like I want to help him up, and I want to become better in that, and I want to set the example. But I'm just as broken as he is. You see what I'm saying? Okay. So it's like I, I'm I trying do. to be I, something I'm. 
Okay. So here's I'm the trying thing. to help him up and trying to, you know, pave the way because I see he, he's kind of lost. Okay. And I'm lost and too. Think, We're both lost in our own little puddles. Right. And I understand all of that, and I think that is absolutely a beautiful intention. But I, but I will tell you from my experience and my own personal life journey that the only person that I can lift up and heal is me. If I heal myself, then my own healing actually inspires and helps other people to heal. And I can't fully show up for somebody else until I have shown up fully for myself. Mm -hmm. So you, and, and the thing is, it's wonderful that you want to do this. I mean, I, trust me, I've been in your shoes. Oh, if I love them, I'm, I want to love them, and I wanna, I'm inspired by them and what they're going through, and I want to be better so I can help them. But the reality is the only person I can really truly help is me. Yeah. And when I finally, when I come back to myself and I say, well, how am I feeling in this moment? What do I need to do to heal me? Those people around us, no matter what kind of relationship, if I'm healing myself, the people around me who are to benefit from my healing will automatically start stepping up in their own lives because otherwise we outgrow each other. Mm. So you have to keep coming back to loving you. So, you know, I'm going to give you homework, which I, <laughs> I give a lot of homework. I want you to do something every single day that makes you feel joyful. Something okay. for you that feels loving for you, whatever it is. It can be, you know, if you like baths, take a bath. If you like to take naps, take a nap. If it's, you know, going out and putting your bare feet on the grass because it makes you feel good and grounded. Uh, it could be reading a romance novel or it doesn't really matter, but something that makes you feel joyful and connected and loving to yourself. Something that okay. fills you with love. Okay, and that's so that's homework every single day. Do something like that. Okay, and okay. you know if you want to try to engage with Ronnie, it's there's no right or wrong way to do this. But you can't help Ronnie. Ronnie's the only person who can help Ronnie. Mm-hmm. You you if you want to be in relationship and have a healthy relationship, you have to have a healthy relationship with yourself first, and that means getting your own validation from you. And trust me, I had to learn all of this. I had to learn it. That it doesn't matter if I send somebody a text and they don't answer my text. I have a choice about whether or not I feel loved in that moment or that day or the yeah. next day or the week, because that person gets to decide what they want to do. They may or may not respond to my text. If I'm sending the text because I'm caring about this person and I just want them to know I care about them and I don't have any expectations about what they may or may not do, I get to stay in a place of love because everything I'm hmm. doing is about love and it's about love for myself. But if I'm looking for that text from them to validate me, I'm going to get disappointed every single time. And trust me, been there, done that over and over and over. I don't do that anymore. Now it's like if I send somebody a text, I send it because I want to send it. I'm not sending it because I'm looking for them to validate me. I validate myself. I know that I'm worthy. I know that I'm lovable. When I look at, you know, talking to people that I might be interested in dating, I am no longer looking at whether or not they like me. Oh, I want them to like me. I want them to like me. That used to be me. Now it's like, hmm, 
do I like that quality about them? Is this somebody that I could consider being partners with? Because are they good enough? And it's not that I'm judging them. But you have to have chemistry, compatibility, and communication. And if you don't Mm -hmm. have those ingredients, it's going to be difficult. So now I kind of almost look at it like, you know, let me look at their resume. And is their resume in alignment with what I need for qualifications to fill the role of becoming my partner? That's Mm -hmm. a very different perspective than the person that I used to be who would be like, oh, am I going to be good enough? Are they going to like me? Are they going to choose me? The only person who has to choose me is me. And the only person who has to choose you is you. And trust me, if Ronnie is supposed to be in your life, Ronnie's going to be in your life. If you come into this place of really, truly loving you and validating yourself and, and making your life a life that you are in love with, then you're going to have people coming out of the woodwork. When we vibrate in that frequency of being in love because we love ourselves and we love our lives, people are attracted to that. They really are. And you are a lovely person. You're lovely. And and the other thing is, you know, I understand you wanting to acknowledge the pieces of yourself that feel broken, but the reality is you're exactly where you're supposed to be right now or you wouldn't be where you are. And you can Mm. acknowledge the places in your life that you want to heal, but you're not broken. You're lovely. You're just where you are. You wouldn't say, Rebecca, you're broken. (laughs) You'd say, well, you know, you might have issues just like the rest of us do, because we all have issues, right? There's always work to be done. We're works in progress, and we wouldn't be on the planet anymore. But if it's not something that you would say in a loving way to somebody you care about, don't say it to yourself. You're not broken. You're imperfectly perfect just where you are, just like we all are. Okay, so getting back to all of this, you know, I'm actually hearing August for you for relationships. So whether that's Ronnie or not, Ronnie's kind of a question mark right now. I feel like Ronnie's got a lot of stuff to heal, a lot. And I feel like there's a part of you that's kind of hoping that he'll get his act together because you're kind of already waiting for him to get his act together. Mm -hmm. And so what I really want to strongly suggest is that you work on loving yourself. And that really, if you think about it, it's already April. August is four months away. That is not a long time. So mm-hmm. if there are things in your life that you really want to get in order, then start, start loving yourself and getting those things in order so that you're really ready when that person shows up, whether it's Ronnie or somebody else. But get really picky about the kind of person you want and what you know is compatibility for you. And I do see you getting married. And I'm hearing the number two. So I don't know if that's within two years or if that would be the month of February at some point. But somehow the number two is significant for you with marriage. Um, I see you very happy and I do see you getting married. So, um, you know, those are are some key things. Four months is not a long time. So, you know, love yourself. Love yourself. And... That relationship's coming. It's com- I have no doubt. I have no doubt at all. Okay. So let me turn it over to Stephanie and see what kind of feedback she has for you. And thanks so much for calling in tonight. And I wish yeah, you all the best. Yeah, thank you so much. That's good stuff. Thank you very much. You are so welcome. All right. A couple of things. Um, there is a phrase out in the world, everything is as it should be. Mm-hmm. So this supports what Rebecca just shared, you know. You're right where you need to be. Everything is as it should be right now. And I want to tell just a short story. Years ago on my journey of healing, 
I was still fairly new to it. I had the experience of hypnotherapy, and I absolutely loved it. And there was, I was living in the Seattle area at the time. There was a beautiful soul who was teaching hypnotherapy from his home. And um, he was of... What's his name? What was it? it um, I, don't, I don't remember his name anymore, but he was of an of Eastern religion faith. He was an East Indian man, lovely soul. And he would teach these classes from his home. And I started the journey of taking this class. And so one of the things that we learned, he said this phrase, and it took a bit for this to register. And so what he said was this, all of the jewels in Indira's net, Indira is a name, all of the jewels in Indira's net reflect one another. And so his point in sharing that was everything is frequency. So like frequency reflects like frequency. So the strength of your frequency is reflecting back to this man. And whether he can hold that frequency or not, at this point, that doesn't matter because your frequency is helping his frequency. So there's a lot going on from the energetic level here. And so getting back to the, the talk about loving yourself first, the more that you love you, the more that heals people around you. You're healing yourself when we, when we love ourselves, we're healing. We're healing ourselves. And then this is where the canvas of people around us changes too. So whether he stays or goes, you're already helping him by being present, by acknowledging, um, would we all love to fix everybody? I think so. I think we'd love to. And yet, is it really helping them? So when we stop and we love ourselves first and then allow the person to sit with whatever is going on, and maybe they need different resource tools, um, anything, um, you know, there's resources out there. But the best way that we can help other people is bringing it back to center when we help ourselves first. Now, um, when Rebecca looked at relationship and what this looks like, I, I also see the question mark with Ronnie because the real question is on another level um, and on his soul level and within his own soul contract with God, what does he want to do? What is he here to learn and how far did he agree to go before he said, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to stop learning at this point or whatever. Whatever the case is, he has his lessons, you have yours. So this is part of what's going on right now. And both of you are reflecting back to each other. So if, if you imagine yourself holding up a mirror in front of your faces and then looking at each other, that's what's going on here at this present time. You're seeing hmm. yourself within the other person and vice versa. So the upside is, you get to see yourself. The downside is you get to see yourself because then it's like, oh, oh, I didn't know that was there. But see, we're all in divine perfection. We're all where we're at. And then it's up to us. We have this thing called free will where we can then embrace ourselves and or not, you know, depending on what we feel like we need to do for ourselves. But it's upon us to decide to decide how we want to go about helping ourselves first. So the best way that you can help him or anybody else with you, around you, is for you to help yourself first. And mm -hmm. 
love yourself, support yourself, do that part first. And then either they will, they will still be there, so either Ronnie will still be there, or he'll be like, well, you know, you're kind of, there's things are different, things are changing. I don't know how I feel about this. And that's okay. He's stating his truth. But be true to you. Stand strong within yourself. I also see you getting married. I do feel it could be as soon as by February of this coming year. But you will marry again. You will have love in your life. It's, you're in this space and place right now, fine-tuning. And we reach those places. We're doing good. And then it's like, oh, crap, I fell off a horse. Okay, get back on the horse. What is it that I would like, though? So, you know, do your laundry list. Do your homework. But just know that you're on the right track. And, again, everything is as it should be. And all of the jewels in Indira's net reflect one another. Focus on your frequency. You focus on you. Okay? Okay. Okay. And I'm going to leave you with that. Thank you so much for calling. Thank Thank you you so much. I appreciate it. Yes, you're so so welcome. welcome. Ladies, we have about five minutes left, and we've got a mess of callers. Not a mess, but a gaggle of callers. That's a terrible term. You've got a bunch of folks that have called in. Um, do you want to try to take, like, one more call, or um, do you have other things you'd like to do to conclude the show tonight? You know, let's take one more call, but I do want to just give another plug that if you'd like to schedule a private session with Stephanie, her website is journeywithstephanie.com. And uh, if you'd like to schedule a session with me, my website is RebeccaFisk.com. So, Garrett, let's, let's take one more caller. Okay. So our next caller and our last caller, and everybody else who's called in, and I've screened your call, and I apologize ahead of time, uh, but Gigi is our last caller of the night. You are now live with Sunday Night Psychics. Rebecca and Stephanie, go ahead, please. Hello. Hello. Hi, Hi there. Hi. Hi, Hi ladies. Um, my question, I know we're at the end of the show, so I'll try to make it brief. My question is a similar uh, question in that I uh, just uh, guess now maybe two months uh, was in a connection, just a very casual kind of friendly connection. But I, I started to feel like it was a deeper connection than just a friendship. And then um, suddenly communication stopped, and I'm just at the point of, of curiosity as to what you may be picking up about this particular connection. Hi, Gigi. Okay, the very first thing, and I'll make it real short and quick here, um, the first thing that comes through is on another level, and again, I'm an energy healer, so speaking from that perspective, you outgrew him. And so imagine this very simple example. You're both standing at the bottom of a staircase, And what happened with your energy and your observing experience and time spent with this person is that you you just happen to uh, get stronger with your energy. And imagine going up just two steps up up the stairs. He's still at the bottom of the stairs. He's looking around for you. He can kind of see you, but he doesn't have a good GPS on you anymore. Or he or she, it doesn't matter. But this individual doesn't have, um, it doesn't have, he can't register you. So this, that's what I'm seeing for you. The other part of it was, I do feel on another level, you already had a question mark anyway, a little bit. Like just in the back of your mind, you know, mostly kind of certain, not really, but observing. So I see it as a two-way street, but you on another level, already made a decision and kind of moved on 
and now the rest of you is catching up. That's what comes through for me. And I'm going to pass you to Rebecca. Okay, thank you. So, so Gigi, you know, the other thing that comes up is, you know, I agree with Stephanie about outgrowing him, but also that this person, I, I feel like they just got into a lot of fear. Like you, what you were feeling yeah. was real, mm-hmm. but you were willing and able to step up and show up, and that other person was not. And so basically mm-hmm. they let themselves be, be uh, guided by fear instead of allowing what could be. So, you know, but it is like you're continuing your journey, and this is giving you an opportunity to just grow into loving you. So it's kind of like what I was saying to Mindy, you know, love yourself first and remember that, you know, when you're loving you and you're validating yourself, then each time you have an encounter with with somebody that, you know, where there might be something there, maybe a friendship or maybe it's going to grow into something else, keep checking in with you and how you feel in the interaction because Mm -hmm. you'll know when it feels right and that other person won't be scared. They won't run away. So it's coming. It's, I feel like for you, it's, it's also be patient. Keep putting yourself out there. I feel like you might meet somebody as quickly as June. So allow where you are, love you, and keep going. You're, you know, you've got beautiful things coming for you with relationships. Could it be a matter so, of timing? There, yeah, June, I'm hearing June. I'm hearing potentially June. With this individual, actually. Yeah, yeah I'm hearing potentially June. Ah.